Whoa, 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 what's poppin'? It's your boy, the man, Lita Johnson. It's up to all everybody who listen, all of y'all leaders to me too. You know what I mean? When I when I do when I do podcasts, right? This when I do debates, I don't like things that y'all I never get ignorant unless y'all get ignorant with me. Y'all are my peoples, dog. Love y'all to death because y'all people. I love to hear insight. I love to hear intelligence. I love to hear knowledge. And I respect it. Now, that's the first thing. During this time, we should all respect as people. We should all be respected as people. And this is so crazy. I hope everybody is keeping close to your families. Sanitize the lights or whatever they're telling y'all to do. Stay in, whatever. You know, I two jobs. I do my writing thing. And, you know, I, I mean, I, so it's like I work in King of Prussia. You know, so it's like this time that's going on right now is just it's just it's amazing, man. To me, not amazing in a good way. It's just that we're living in history. This is nothing that's ever happened, period. We to all the kids, to all and parents that have lived since the forties and fifties, sixties, they've seen so much. They can even tell you. And you might hear some people say, Oh, this ain't nothing compared to this and that. Quit hearing listen to these people out here. This is not real. This is the government doing this. They are crazy. They are losing. We all know there are crazy people in this world. Just protect your family and listen to them and walk on. We are at war, people. We are at war. After Ever since, listen, this is no coincidence. Ever since the Iran man got hit. There's been, and then Iran and China and, and Russia all came to terms to, to go at the U.S. This, this is on TV. They will seek revenge. Guess what's happened? Okay, now, let's go to sports. Nova, man. Nova Radio. My Nova Nation. People going through stuff, protecting their kids. They need this. We need. We all need this. So let's all come together. I got um, some, a couple of podcasts I'm going to pop out today. Um, please, everybody, tell people to get their minds off of this and come to this podcast. Please. Let's get our minds off all this. I know I talk about politics and stuff. I have my heart on it. Let me listen to a lot of my followers and ease their mind. Because sports eases my mind, too. Let's talk about Villanova first. Basketball. Basketball, basketball, basketball. I want to do a whole segment on ball, and then I do a whole segment on football. I think it's only right. I think it's respectful because Villanova football has done their thing. And I think it's respect that they get their own segment. I just love that team, love their organization of, of coaches. Man, I mean. Seriously. Now, let's talk about the basketball part. Um, Sadiq Bay is out of here, man. In my, until he, unless he does a Trey Jones or Tim Duncan. If y'all know what that is, Trey Jones should have left last year. He could have been... Trey Jones could have been a lottery pick. Top 10 pick. And you're looking at the point guards in that draft, after Ja Morant, who is like the solidified guy after Ja. It was, I think Trey was the second best point guard in that draft. He could play, I think he's the best two-way point guard in that draft. So I just think that he just, but, but in his mind, he wanted to come back and try to win something. And then this year, he'll be a top 15 pick. He's not a uh, top 20 pick. I think he'll be drafted no later than 20. I think 20 is his 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 latest part. So, but 
And Tim Duncan, if you don't know about Tim Duncan, he, he didn't come out his junior year. He could have been the number one pick in, in that draft. The following year he comes out, and he's still number one pick, you know. I mean, some people don't lose their, you know, edge, you know. Um, but Trey did. Now let's talk about this. Sadiq Bay could decide to come back with an empty taste in his mouth for the national championship. That is very possible. I'm, I'm not saying this, not, but I'm going by, I only go by draft statuses. And as of right now, he's a top 15 guy. He's a lottery pick. I, you're looking at this draft, and you're looking at the talent. That This draft is not that deep in talent. It's not as strong as, as recent drafts at all. And he could end up in the top 10 even after the combine. Once he starts shooting, and I know he's going to – I mean, I don't think Sadiq Bay is going to go out of the, in any of the activities, you know. You know, I, I know for sure um, – before I disclaim that on another podcast, I'll, I'll get a confirmation, but about a, a top prospect that's, that that is not going to work out, but he'll do the drills and the interviews. So it's a top lottery prospect I got, but I, I'll first get the confirmation. But Bay is just six eight, two sixteen. I'm pretty sure he'll probably go to two twenty, two thirty by the time we get in the NBA, possibly. Or, or, or not by the time, but, you know, as he progresses in the NBA, which I think he'll be probably, if you look at all the NBA talent from Villanova that's came out in the last couple of years, I think he might be the best one coming out as a sophomore and with the talent he has at 6'8". Can you imagine if DiVincenzo was 6'8"? I mean, he'd have been a top five pick in, in, in a recent draft. Size alone, with his athletic ability and shooting ability, you know, I think Bay could end up being the best talent. He's just such a good a student of the game, a good player. But let's talk about both scenarios. I'm going to have some fun, okay? If he comes back, we know the starting lineup. And I think more, I mean, people, more did earn. I mean, more came in there and played big-time ball. He was just a deep Bay. Even better than Sadiq Bay was his freshman season. He was better than any freshman they've had. I, I don't think Robinson Earl was better than him. But Robinson Earl definitely was deserving. He was close. He was deservingly. But I just saw Justin Moore. He had so many big shots. And he's so smooth. And, you know, he. you look at what Villanova has. And I, I, I typically believe in so much for this team. Um, but if you look at the lineup that had Jermaine Samuels at shooting guard, Gillespie at point, Dada at center, Sadiq Bay at small, and Jermaine, that is Jeremiah Robson Earl. Do you know you're looking at a mismatch defensively? It's the best lineup, period. You can say what you want about scoring and all. Moore is not a better defensive player at the two than, than Samuels is. Samuels is a 6'7", 222 guy. is a mismatch problem for shooting guards. Bay is 6'8". Not too many threes are strong at 6'8", like, like he is. And he can play defense and he can really go against him. Jeremiah Robson Earl at 6'10", gives you a lot of problems at his athletic ability at the four. It's his natural position. He's more comfortable there, obviously. It looks he's more comfortable. Dada can guard any center. If he's not scoring, they talk about scoring. Everybody talking about scoring. You see how the game is now? Scoring, scoring. Dada can score in transition. He can score when he gets the rebound. He can post you up. He's not going to be your main scorer. You don't need that when you got your bench certified deep. Colin Gillespie, we all know he's self-explanatory. All right? 
heart and soul. Now, with that team, though, and you return next year, you got Antoine, you got Caleb Daniels, and you got Justin Moore. This is why that wouldn't be a lineup next year if Bay returns. Robinson Earl would definitely be at the five if Bay returns. Cause it just it just crowds up the the, the shooting. You, like you got Caleb and Moore and and uh Caleb and Moore and Antoine. They just everybody like Antoine at the three. Why are y'all making up lineups? We talking about we we're talking to, now. We're not saying a lineup won't be done where you could put guards at the three. That's been done, but that's not going to be a majority lineup. That's going to be a lineup you throw in there at certain times. And then you got Slater, Cole Swider, and Eric Dixon. Now that matches up in the backcourt, in the front court. But if you put, if you now let's go back to the Robinson Earl, Sadiq Bay, Jermaine Samuels, uh, Justin Moore, or Antoine. And I'm gonna get to that in a minute. And um, Justin Moore, Antoine, and Gillespie. Um. If you're looking at this particular, you know, lineup, now you got Antoine, Caleb Daniels. Okay. Let's say Antoine right now because I want Antoine. Listen, I have to be real with it. He has to earn it because Moore did have he, – he, he saw the lineup. Wright would be more comfortable right now, even coming into the season, unless he earned it in practice enough. Moore has been and ran with this team, and Wright is all about proving. You know, we saw that with the Colin Gillespie Quinterly. I mean, as good as Quinterly is, Gillespie proved that he was a starting point guard. And, and that's just what it is. So, um, then, then the backup would be, uh, you know, Archie Diakono would be the fifth guard. And then the backups are Slater, Swatter. And then you got Dada. And then Dixon would, you know, he would be the odd man out. But he would still get time because it, there, there are lineups where you could throw Cole Swatter at the three. You could sit Slater, throw Cole Swatter at the three. He's a better shooter. And then you could put Dixon in there to back up for uh, Robinson. Or, or you could let Dixon at 6'7", 255 play the power forward position. So that that would be the rotation. And I think at, at guard you, they if you look at who has produced, you would not want to crowd up more Antoine and Daniels right there. Now, it's just not going to happen. So. Uh, let, let, we'll talk about. I'm gonna talk about the Antoine. I'm gonna talk about the shooting guard thing in a minute. Let's talk about Bay left. Six seven two twenty two. Jermaine Samuels is a small forward. He is not powerful. He doesn't even play with the power. He has post up moves, but he don't play with the power of of Bay. It's just not. You know that when he posts up, he posts up small forwards. He's not posting up power forwards. Bay can post up power forwards. Samuels can guard the forward position. You know he can guard it, but. It's a bigger problem. As much as he can defend the forward position, you want him to defend a position where he plays and he's a mismatch. And small forwards are not scoring on Samuels. They are not scoring on. He's the best defensive player to me on this team. And I think the second best player in defense is a tie between Dada and Bay. I mean, Dada does not get the credit he deserves defensively. He's a better defensive player than Robinson Earl. Now, 
Um, if we're looking at this team and we're being confident in what we're talking about, right? Um, Antoine is a, is, is a player everybody wants to talk about. And I want to get to the point of Bay leaving. Let's get to the actual fact. And I think I remember Robinson earlier was in my uh, top a lot. And then you look at him and I was like, no, scouts are still on him. Then as scouts went down on him. And I went down on him. But I went down on him before scouts did. There were times when I was up on him, I was like, okay, he's still there. I mean, scouts were still there. But he don't get the ball enough. I mean, Jay Wright is not going to give you the ball enough for you to just take over if you're a five-star. This is not how he, he wants to play winning college basketball. He don't want to play, I'm going to display the five-star. This is not how Jay Wright works. I'm going to display my five-star for the NBA. No, he wants to win. He actually recruits to win college basketball games. Um, when When you look at certain players and you look at this team, you, people are talking about Justin Moore and then it's Robinson Earl because they're looking at all scores. Can I come to an actual fact about everything? Amari Spellman started, and I think people are looking at the 2018 team like, this team could be like, no. When Amari Spellman was playing, who was the backup center? It's the reason why I'm pausing. I want you to think about it. Some people won't take long at all. Okay, there, there were no backup centers. There were no, look at that 2018 team. It's not even not even close to being as deep as this team. No matter the problems you got with Cole Swider being inconsistent shooting, we know he's a scorer and a talented player. You never had a player like that on the bench backing up Pascal. Um, a Brandon Slater, as much as we want him to produce more, we know for sure that Brandon Slater is a talented player. And there was no player that talented. Backing up Bridges. It had to be DiVincenzo. Or maybe they do a booth lineup. And they, they, were, they were putting three guards in there at times. They had lineups. Certain matchups. They weren't just like, oh, he's a starter. They weren't going to start. That's another thing. I'm hearing Daniels, Justin Moore, <laughs> would be in the line. Are you crazy? Jay Wright's not trying to lose. You don't win basketball games. What what team dominated college basketball with a lineup? When was the last time? It's been a minute. I mean, I'm not gonna say it never can happen because things there are needle in the haystack. What I call needle in the haystack resolutions or or answers. There have been teams with three guards, and I can't remember one that had three guards that that went on to win championships, especially with that small guards. Caleb Daniels is 6'4". Okay, so is Justin Moore. But you mean to tell me you got guys at 6'6 and 6'7 on your team, you can play in 6'10 and 6'8, and you mean to tell me you go with a small lineup to start and lose? You're gonna, you're not gonna be the. It's not gonna happen. It's gonna be mismatch problems. It's gonna be. You're gonna have to switch lineups. Your start lineup is not even gonna be a majority lineup. So let's get that out of everybody's brain. I know Caleb Daniels looks good. He's going to be good. But he's not. He has two years with Villanova for one. 
So let's let's, let's just put that he, he has two years with Villanova. Two years. So he'll get his chance to start. No no question. We'll talk about that too. But um as we look at certain players and where they belong on the basketball court. Um, that's the smart thing. This is a smart lineup. And I'm about to tell you, uh, right now I'm going with Justin Moore because he's, he's proved it. And until Antoine, but it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a, a, a Caleb Daniels, Antoine, Justin Moore battle. It's, it's going to be a great guard battle. Probably one of the best guard battles I've seen in my time for Villanova. It's going to be exciting to see because I think all of them are going to contribute big next year. And regardless of where they're at. Now, um, Dada's a senior. Villanova cares about their seniors. Dada was a champion as a fr- he, Okay, besides Gillespie, Dada got time. Samuels ended up getting hurt. He was progressing. He reminds me of the Antoine situation, except that Antoine was hurt early, and I think Antoine would have impacted early if it wasn't for the injury. So there's no way Jay Wright was trying to throw him in there after the injury and after everybody had already proved and played together because you need that chemistry to play. You're not going to throw Antoine in there, and that's what he was doing. He said he was almost ready, but we're born. And then he got hurt again. So why would you bring a man after being hurt again back into a lineup when you need your starters, the guys who've been there, to play? You don't force an injury in there. Then the next year, you're, you're forcing him to play with an injury and the year before. And then you come back, and then it could it could definitely turn on you the next year because you force this man to play with his injury when he wasn't even accustomed with the team. That means he has to play harder. Antoine had a nine-point game when he got his time, and that should have proved to everybody. It still ain't, it still ain't. People still ain't satisfied. You knew the talent he got when he gets the time, no question. When he gets the ball, and he gets the time. Antoine is a spectacular player. He's going to be that. I mean, you can't say he's not because he didn't get He didn't even got the time. And then you're like, well, he didn't get the time. That means he ain't good enough. That's not it. That wasn't it with Quinterly. That wasn't it with Cole Swider. His freshman season, that wasn't it with it. That wasn't the same thing with a lot of – look at the time that these guys got and look at the ball, the time they got the ball. A guy might be in – listen, a guy might be in there, but he don't get the, the ball or he don't get the time. Now, Brandon Slater, I can't say like, wow, shoot more. Take it to the hole. He can play defense. He's a hustler. He can pass. Next year, we're going to need Brandon Slater to score more when he sees the basket. But he always does the other little things that nobody talks about. He always does the other little things that nobody talks about that helps that team. And that's why he got minutes. Because he plays harder than anybody on that team besides Dada. Talking about without scoring, these guys play super hard, great defense, know the offense. They play good. Um, looking at that squad, you would then have Antoine, Caleb Daniels. Now, it's, uh, I'm hearing of Antoine at small forward. Why would you put Antoine at small forward at 6'4", and then you put Dada at 6'7", and, and with a 6'10 center? That don't even look like a front court. That's mismatch. We talk about Antoine's length. He's not big enough. <laughs> like you can't at a consistent rate when you're a start liner that means you're consistently at that small four position holding that position it, 
unless you're putting him at small forward and then taking his minutes away and then putting another guy and then putting Samuels getting more minutes at small forward, but you're just starting Antoine to start him. That doesn't make Jay right sense. But it's good to see people excited about this team. That these guys they want to see getting in certain positions. It's not going to happen. These guys you like, it's not going to happen, man. The big Dada will start at center next. I have to see this not happen because I said Dada was going to start. Uh, well, I said Dada was going to start and Robinson Earl was going to get starter minutes and they was going to rotate. But Dada also got an injury. You know, and not to say that without that injury, Dada would have started because I feel like with Robinson Earl, he would have eventually started anyway if Dada did start. And then Dada just would have got some good minutes between the four and the five. But Dada, I was playing through injuries. He got he had surgery. You know, so I was wrong about that. Yeah, Dada didn't start. I was wrong about that. Um, but you're talking about a five-star player. I did, I also said that he could start, but I'm picking Dada because of his experience. But it is a five-star center. And if Antoine wouldn't have got hurt, we're talking about Antoine being over there too. There's no doubt in my mind, if Antoine wouldn't have got hurt, he would have been a starting shooting guard. People are saying Justin Moore now because you got to see him and Antoine got hurt. It's like everybody's forgetting how good Antoine is because of what Justin Moore did. They're forgetting about it. Uh, okay, now if you got that lineup that I said without debate in there with, with Dada, you have a backup center in Dixon, which, you, which you, you're talking about people. Let's just answer the questions about Dada. I know he's not going to shoot from mid-range and shoot three-pointers, no. He's going to give you everything else. All right. Toughness, experience, heart, heart, leadership, just like Gillespie gives you that heart and soul leadership that, that Gillespie gives you. That's the same thing Samuels and Cosby Roundtree give you. That's one thing they all three got in common, especially getting that championship. They tasted it. They give it to you every day. They play hard every time they're on the floor. They really set the tone, those three. And as you, you see, he ended up to get more healthy because, um, Coach Wright got to play Dada more. So that would be Dixon at 6'7", 255. That would come in times when, when you need your five guy to hit threes and score more. You would put Dixon in there. He's going to get that time. And then you got Cole Swider and Brandon Slater and, and, and Antoine and Daniels. That's perfect. People are trying to mess up the lineup by saying, okay, let, let's do this. Let's do the Caleb Daniels, Justin Moore thing. Which totally messes up the Villanova, totally messes up the Villanova team. Totally, you got Antoine on the bench, and who's or you got Antoine and who's back? Okay, now we got Chris Archer Jackano. and then we got who Slater, Swatter, Dixon, and Roundtree, like. Now you have a crowded four in the front court. Robinson Earl's at center. And you got Dixon in Roundtree. What do you think he he, he redshirted Dixon for? Dixon's going to get time. Roundtree's not going to sit there. Dixon and, and, and Robinson Earl are not going to sit there and get more time than Dada in his senior season. It's not going to happen. Y'all can... He's just not going to sit and just get like single digit minutes because <laughs> that's what will have to happen. And you got Cole Swider and Slater. They're not going to do that. That's not how, when you can just 
perfectly do it that way and everybody gets a rotation. Chris Archidiakono, yes, he didn't get time like that. Why would you throw him in the backup point guard situation right now? Kyle Gillespie's a senior. He will his his time is next year. That that's Chris's time next year when when um when Colin Gillespie retires, I mean, excuse me, graduates, goes, you know, to the NBA draft, which I think he will be drafted. He definitely, definitely can. I think he'll be a second-round pick. Um, when Samuels is gone, then you're, seeing, you're going to see Slater and Swatter, and you're going to see time from Chris Archidiakono. You're going to see more time from Eric Dixon, Caleb Daniels' time. You will see that. I think Caleb Daniels starts at point. And we're talking about Brian Antoine going to the draft. Whether he's on the he's on the bench or not, I think Antoine goes to the draft next year. He's gonna get that time. Now, let's make a now I'll get you that. Let's make a rewind. Let's make a rewind. If we are looking at Brian Antoine against Moore and Daniels. We're looking at, like, who's more talented? It's Antoine, period. I mean, Moore is a great player. The one guy was like, he's a, he's not a top 10 is a little far-fetched. Top 30, yes. I think he's a top 30 guy if you if you did it all over and saw who was playing. There was a lot of good freshmen this year, and to say he was top 10 is unbelievable. Um, If you're looking at... Jeremiah Robinson Earl and all those guys. Uh, not only does Villanova have a great freshman class, they're gonna, they're gonna you're gonna see it displayed next year. Now, Antoine against Moore. I think I think Daniels comes in. He he could possibly if you see Daniels get the starting position. That means Moore backs up the, the point guard, and Antoine plays shooting guard. And I, it, it's a way everybody's trying to throw people in there. They're like, oh well, he's too good, so. Moore's is going to play shooting guard or, or, or small forward. It's crazy. That's crazy. That Jay Wright will get you time whether you're on the bench or not. That's the first thing. His starting five is his strongest unit. His most, his most compatible, his most stable, his most balanced unit. That's the starting five for him. Not because they all can score. This is crazy. Unbelievable. So. And with that being said, it's the Antoine and Moore battle I think that will be even more big because if you look at it, they need Caleb Daniels because Gillespie really had to do a lot last year. And if you can get him off the court to let Daniels play. And and, and also to, to, to satisfy people and satisfy what's going on, yes, yes, I really feel that there could be lineups with guards in it. It's no question. We're talking about lineups, not the start lineup. Lineups. You look at who's on the floor, and then Villanova be like, are we going to put this small ball lineup in there to do y'all up real quick, then go back to uh, the big lineup? Just to go ahead and run and get some shooters on the floor. Because you could put shooters around Colin Gillespie and Samuels, and they can they can make it happen. Uh, uh, Robinson Earl can, can pass. So you do that to run up the score real quick and go back to your normal regularly scheduled program before it all folds on you. You know, big lineups like that run people, make them tired, you know, but eventually the size takes over. So they don't want to keep it in there. It's a reason why people on small ball or lineups, small ball lineups, whether they start small ball starting fives. Um, Antoine is just a great gifted guard, man. I mean, 
once he comes into practice, watch. I mean, the next blue-white game, this man's going to be ready. He's going to get time. I think it's a gift uh, for Brian Antoine to sit back. Now he gets to rehab. When he gets on that practice floor, him and Moore are going to go at it. But Antoine's going to be so good. He will be the best player off the bench if he's off the bench. He, right now, he is that Dante DiVincenzo guy because – now the, the the lineup I like that I say that will go in there not the start lineup but when they want to throw small they they will put Antoine and Moore in there and you know at that lineup and I think Samuels could play some four but I think ultimately that would be Antoine Cole Swatter Jeremiah Robinson Earl Justin Moore and Kyle Gillespie I think that would be the lineup that would come in there when they throw a lineup if you're talking about putting Antoine at the three. They they wouldn't, I don't think, because, you know, Cole is 6'8". You talk about his defense being suspect. He was improving. He wasn't great, but he was improving. He had good defensive games. But his scoring ability is what you want to put out there. You want to put a shooter out there. Antoine become that big that big scorer with more. They would be hard to stop both on the floor for a lineup. And then you put Cole Swider. He's a shooter on the outside, and both Moore and Antoine can pass with Gillespie and Robinson Earl. They would make Cole Swider better. Antoine just makes his team better once he elevates. And he's going to elevate. You cannot, there's nothing you can say that says he's not going to elevate. Antoine learned the game like Jay Wright wanted him to do. Fall back, look, see what's going on. Uh, be in motion. He, he, I mean, when you're on the floor that short, you're not able to really display yourself. You're not being a, 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 like an asset like that. So he's going to get so much time this year, especially with Bailey even. That just really gives him an opportunity to really get time off the bench. And then you're talking about Roberts, uh, Roundtree, Dada's not going to get, which I understand, Dada will get minutes, starters minutes. He'll be in there, but he won't get like the, he, I don't think he'll get more minutes than Antoine. And that's just what I'm saying. He will not get more minutes than Antoine off the bench. They'll have lineups where you throw more in, uh, where more is out, and Antoine will play shooting guard. You'll have lineups where Antoine's playing small forward. That That's how he's going to rotate back and forth. That's that's how Antoine's going to get his crack at. Then you've got lineups where you'll see Antoine, Slater. Moore's going to be on the bench. Moore's not going to be given, like, when Antoine evolves, Moore's not going to just be getting the minutes he got before. Moore got those minutes because they didn't have depth like that. They didn't have people ready to come in and step up right now. Moore will get some of his minutes cut too. It's a couple, you know, a couple of minutes, maybe five. I mean, you're looking at 40 minutes in the basketball game. You know, you're looking at what he could do. He could get like 25 minutes a game, or, or 22 minutes a game, and he, he'll definitely get cut because of the depth. The depth. He doesn't. Wright don't feel like he need to owe you minutes. I think the only guys you'll see get minutes like that is Gillespie, and Samuels, and Robinson Earl. I think those guys will get super minutes next year. Am I saying those are going to be the three best players? No, but they will be the guys looking at the, the lineups and everything that I think Robinson Earl. Then you're looking at Robinson Earl play the four position, and there'll be times he'll play the five position. I mean, this is going to have so much fun with this lineup. These lineups, I mean, if you look at last year, you want to talk about what Swider and, and, and Slater didn't do. Talk about what they did do. Swatter had big games. He slumped going toward the season more and more, but you also see him hit big shots. You see him make good moves to the basket. You see him play some good defense when, when games he didn't play good defense. That can only mean improving in the Jay Wright team. Slater, you know, he proved it. No question. So that that's my I think who I think will win. I think I think Antoine will win. 
But right now, Moore is the, is the shooting guard. Because Moore can come right off the bench do the same thing. He can do the Dante DiVincenzo role. Y'all know he can score. He's not scared to score. Uh, and that's a confidence builder for Wright. Because if you know if you put him on the bench and he comes off, that's your instant offense. He's proven he, he, he can play offense. So no matter where you put him on, on, on his bench or starting, he's going to be effective. That's what y'all have to understand. So he's not going nowhere next year. He's not going to leave. I think a junior his junior year will be his big year where he goes to the NBA. I think he'll leave his junior year. Oh, he could leave. We're going to focus on recruiting right now because <laughs> things and listen, I got some things. I, I got a chance restry. I talked to him. I got a few sports that's coming out soon. Um, Langston Love. And, and Max Christie being prioritized by Nova. That don't mean that Nova is going to get them. It just mean it don't even mean. You know I mean, it just means that Nova is going hard. Why wouldn't they go hard to Max Christie? Now we want to talk about certain players. We want to talk about a 2020 prospect that has risen in the Villanova circuit. Six five, okay, six five, one ninety, a uh, four star. Shooting guard, number two in Nebraska, number two, 28th shooting guard, and 148th player nationally. Um, he's a scorer. He's 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 a guard you player, and he's like another guard like in 2020. Think about it. You got, already got Khalid Daniels. Is somebody? What 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 do we? What is this? And then you're talking about adding a guy, possibly adding a guy that could redshirt. I think he would redshirt. He's not going to play. It's 2020. Next year, this is next year. If he would decide to come to Nova after Bay left, it would just, it would just, what it would do is fill in that spot. But you already had guys like uh, Caleb Daniels and Dixon coming. So this is. This is be real about this. Is this a tr- somebody going to transfer? If not, somebody's going to redshirt because you already got Chris Archer Diacono. Is it possible Villanova gets a Donovan Williams? And then, you know, one of those guards in 2021 is might as well scratch them off the list. Langston Love, Max Christie, and Trevor Keels are three guards I feel like could commit in 2021. But if they get Donovan Williams, one of those guys is not going to be there. Let's just keep it unbelievably real. Or is, is, is let's just talk about it. is Antoine trying to transfer? We, 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 let, let's just talk about the real elephant in the room. Is that what's going to happen? Until further notice, because Antoine did say he didn't care about one year. Him and Robinson Earl, they didn't care about staying two years. So let's go on that fact. But it could happen. We all know what Quinley did, but he actually said it. Something Quinley didn't do. He came out and said he don't care about playing two years. He just wants to play for Villanova. With that being said, that means whoever they get in 2020 is going to transfer. He's going to redshirt, period. Eric Dixon redshirted. If they get this guy and, oh, yes, is he good, y'all? Y'all want to hear about him? Yes, he is good. Scored 28 points a game for North Star High School. 28 points a game. 
All right. Um, 1.4 assists, 8.1 rebounds, 1.6 steals. Where are we at on shooting percentage? 44% from the field. All right. Um, 30% from three-pointer, but he hit 43 of them out of 144. That With Jay Wright, he would improve. 75% from the free-throw line. That's, that's big and important for this team. This is a new groundbreaking thing here. I mean, uh, 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 he, he's a 6'5 guy who can, you know, if you're looking at it, Jermaine Samuels is a senior. And I could definitely see him with his length at 6'5", the extra inch in the way he plays. I mean, you know, it's different. It's a difference when um, you've been a guard and you're 6'4", and you're skinny 6'4". You're 6'4", 5 and you're playing guard. But he's the type of guy, I wouldn't say him playing, starting at small forward. I could see him sharing some, like a DiVincenzo, like any other guard could. Like we say, Antoine, I think he, he'll get some time. There's a possibility. This guy, the way he plays, he plays strong. He plays aggressive, he, you know. That's the type of guy he is. Antoine's more quick, elusive, get through you, aggressive, but more guard aggressive. He's a guy, Antoine's a guy who can bring the ball up court. He's a natural playing guard. Plays in between, you know, makes moves. Donovan Williams can shoot. That extra inch makes him way more important to a lineup and way more strong to a lineup. To be able to come off the bench and shoot. And he's not a guy that's going to be a one and done. He's a guy that could really develop into something real good at Villanova. Um, to talk about this team and where they're at. Um, the other guys, the other teams of Kansas, Kansas State, Texas, Texas A&M, Villanova, and Oklahoma State. And if I'm looking at all those schools, the only school you might think about is Kansas who has a chance. Against if Villanova starts to recruit him hard, that's just if it happens. I haven't, you know, you ain't even seen, you ain't even uh, heard about an offer. He said Villanova is one of the um, team, the new teams that are involved, and that's that's a little something right there. And you're looking at something big. Where could he play? Yeah, like we're talking about the small forward position. We're talking about his length and what he can do. Um, would he play small forward? Um, he could play over uh, Moore or Antoine because he's longer and he's a different type of player. Um, would he start? Not over Slater. So we know he would come off the bench. Slater would be the starter. When, you know, Samuels goes, it would be Brandon Slater, and you could see Donovan Williams coming off the bench and shooting. Then we're talking about Antoine leaving. After sophomore season, I just think he's gone. I think once he listen, if he, unless he gets another injury and can't play, the experience that Antoine has with the Villanova Wildcats will permit him to be a player that evolves. And we look at Langston Love; they're prioritizing him and Max Christie. We know Max Christie has an offer from Duke. I just don't feel like. I, I'm not saying that Villanova couldn't get him. I just feel like if you look at so many guards and you look at where Max Christie is ranked, I'm pretty sure that Duke is making a heavy push for Max Christie. And Villanova has two other guards, three other guards, Jordan Longino, 
Let's just keep it. I, I really think that Longino, Kills, and Love are guys that all three could commit if they don't get Donovan Williams. If this Donovan Williams thing is is, is, is going to grow, I think that those three, if, if it does, I think two guys would be gotten. I think if they go for anybody, of course they're going to want to go for Love and Kills. And Longino are all ranked high, period. So I think Longino and Langston Love. Or or, or 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 Trevor Kills. I mean, it's just such a hard like you don't Don Gino's in, in in Philly, and he would make that commitment quick. You know, looking at his offers, you're looking at the best offer he has, especially to stay home with an elite Villanova team. He loved Villanova, out of this world, loved him. Uh, love and Kills. Kills, of course, Brandon Slater from his high school plays there, so it would be a very big link, and and this guard you. Langston Love, we'll see where that's going. But if you look at it, Kills has an offer from Duke. I don't think Duke is going to push hard for him. I think they'll go at the Kills once other offers don't. Because if they don't get Christie, Kills is a guy to look at. But I think Langston Love could very well be a Villanova Wildcat. If they get Donovan Williams, the other guy that I see is, is, is Langston Love. And Langino. But if you want to be, you know, I mean, all of them can can commit. All of them. It's just crazy. I think all of them. They, but if Donovan Williams comes, they're not going to get four guards in the next two years. It's not going to happen like that. I think it's uh, who could commit right now. You're looking at Kills and Longino. Really, really, if I really want to talk, because I, I I like Love a lot. You know, he loves, he likes Villanova. He loves him. But I think Kills and Longino are more closer and, and, and stronger to Villanova. Just the ties itself. Um, Nanjoku was there. He's another guy, but look out for Efton Reed. They haven't offered him yet, but Villanova could offer the five-star power forward. Seven foot can play. Uh, Hutchinson Everett is still in the mix. People said this. No, he's still a guy they're looking at. He has an offer from Villanova. But Njoku and Efton Reed are ahead of him right now. That's just a guy at the bottom of like it, the, the interest. Of course, the interest is not higher than those two guys, but they still have that back of their mind interest for him. And you look at um, Trey Patterson. He's the number one guy. I think they get him, no question. So this is it's the same thing. He's the number one top target. I think they get him. And I think they get him a Lajino first over anybody. I really believe them the two first commitments that they'll get. And then I think Njoku is next. And after that, it's like, okay, what's next? I think those three guys in this class, Njoku, um, Longino, and Patterson, all commit to Villanova. In 2022, I talk about a lot. Chance West Street and Sky Clark are two guys to look at. Guard U is going to stay guard heavy. And Jalen Duran is another player who's super talented, out of Philly, top three talent, who they're going to go hard after. They've been going hard after. So, to end Villanova Radio and the basketball segment, I am your leader, Johnson. And follow the leader on um, Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> And this is your man in sports, man. Y'all stay safe out there. I will be back with more because we got we to load up. We don't have no sports, man. Time to load up, man. It's my job. Out of here.